Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin. Well, hello everybody. Welcome back to Bitcoin Roundtable. Uh, it's December 11th. Santa Claus is on his way in a couple weeks. Yay! I'm here with Vince and... Hi, everybody. And I guess it's episode number 50. We said we were going to have a cake. Do we have a cake? We did have a piece of pumpkin pie. Earlier. Pumpkin pie. All right. Yeah, so we I, did. I, guess, I guess that's about the same thing. A little bit of ice cream, so... Yeah, well, welcome back for episode 50. I can't believe we made it to 50. That's great. I know. Yeah? Yeah, and I'm almost 50. Oh, actually, you turned 50 soon. So it's like a 50-50 double whammy. Wow, great. Yep. And we didn't want to talk too much about the price of Bitcoin because it's, uh, it's down a little bit. It's a little soft, so it's down to 33 or so now. Yeah. Could be breaking into the high twos. I don't know. Dollar cost average. I still believe in the technology. It's up to anyone else if they believe in it. Then Drop take it on. If not, then I guess it's not for you. So I think that's exactly true. I don't know. I haven't been really reading much about the world of Bitcoin lately, so I've been kind of getting pulled into other things. But is there any Bitcoin-related news? That- A lot of it is just doom and gloom predictions, right? Uh-huh going to go to zero and then there's some guy saying it's going to go down to two but by 2021 it should be up to 300,000 so nobody really knows it's a, it's a great time if you believe in the technology and the crypto itself to uh, go pick some up oh so what were we going to chat I was rather annoyed at the fact that all the businesses all year round, but especially this time of year, that ask you to make a donation. We live in Ontario, Canada, and we get it from our LCBO. I have got it in a drugstore. I get it in every grocery store I go into. Damn. Yeah, you get it in the Walmart. So what exactly happens? Would you like to make a donation to blah, 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 to Sick Kids Hospital, to the blind, to, to anybody? Yes, these are all good things to give you money to. Yeah. Let's put it that Right? I have no problem with it. Except for the fact that, and I noticed it today because I was in the liquor store buying some wine to come over here. The lady ahead of me got asked by the clerk, you know, loud, would you like to make a donation to Sick Kids Hospital? And I'm standing behind her and she looks at the lady, she looks at me and she gives a little, okay, put a sign there. Why can't there be a sign? Well, because then nobody would donate. Or not as many. That's a fundamental problem for me. Because you've got these great organizations who are basically bullying people. As I imagine the majority of the people don't want to say no. Okay, put a couple bucks on there. If I put a couple bucks every time somebody asks for a couple of bucks, I wouldn't have any bucks left. Right. Well, it's, so if you're in a long checkout aisle full of people and then you get asked you want to donate to charity, the peer pressure would kind of force you into saying yes. You feel like you're corralled into it. I believe it would force the average person into, sure, yeah. I don't have a problem saying no, and I don't have a problem giving money to charities. Yeah. But I'll give money away when I have too much. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you got to take I, care of your own house first. This is the way I look at it. I was doing a little reading before we came on here, and there's a huge tax cut for these corporations for collecting this money. Right. So they take the money, and they donate it to their charity collectively which allows them to write off more of their profit yes it's effectively your charitable contribution isn't recognized as a contribution off your taxes 
it's a charitable contribution that the company makes through your dollars. Yeah, sure, but collectively, right? I think I could probably give a hundred dollars to a to somebody and write it off, but well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you donate to charity, then donate a thousand bucks for the year, and you can write that off from your own taxable income as opposed to like just giving it directly out of your wallet after tax because you've already paid taxes on whatever you got paid. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And my guess is that the people who are really giving every time they ask them for money, they're probably also donating money on their own as well. It's peer pressure. I got a big problem with it. Corporate begging. Well, yeah. Put a sign out. We are collecting for whatever your charity may be. If you would like to give, please tell our cashier what dollar value you'd like to give. Well, the most interesting thing is, though, if you have two different supermarket chains and one of them has this peer pressure type corporate charity thing going on and the other one doesn't, the one that doesn't is going to be less profitable. (laughs) Yep. Oh, yeah. So what's going to happen is if one does it, the others will be forced to follow down that same road (laughs) because nobody wants to go businesses don't want to go bankrupt so they're going to have to so eventually everyone's going to be doing it or they're going to have to bring in a, a law to force them not to do it and you kind of got a feel for the uh, the cashier who's asking too yeah because well, that's part of their job right i've watched some of them yeah, some of them it. don't like doing it you can tell they, some yeah. of them flat out don't yeah but then they get flagged and fired it's like the same thing uh, of our local law laws right if they have to ask if you have an optimum card or and if they don't ask then you get a free something you know like $20 gift certificate or something like that. And you know, for sure, that if they don't ask that, then management's going to basically flag that cashier and, you know, if you do it three times, you're probably fired or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's a bit sinister in that regard. It reminds me of my bartending days when you were working the bar. I came up with a new corporate rule that you had to introduce yourself and get the name of the person that you were serving. <laughs> I remember those days, yeah. You know, some yeah. people just don't want to fucking talk. You know, they just want to have a beer. And Some people don't want to tell you their name. Oh, and it's just, it was such an uncomfortable thing. And I got penalized for it. I lost shifts because of it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't, I remember not liking it. It's the corporate thing, right? Some fool in the head office comes up with an idea, i.e. corporate charity crap, yeah. you know? And then uh, everyone's got to follow that lead. But that's my little rant on that, so. Ah, fair enough. That was yeah. an interesting observation. I'll say it. Most people wouldn't, but I have no problem saying it. I don't think it's right. But obviously it works, or else they wouldn't be doing it, so... It must be a huge cash cow, really. Sure. Can you imagine? Massive. Thank you, did the LCBO alone. It must be millions. Why wouldn't it be? Want to donate $2? Everybody who comes in? Half a million a year? Oh, no, I think it's more than that. But you would not hear the LCBO made $1.6, $1.7 billion. It's a lot of people buying well, alcohol is very profitable, <laughs> especially if you're the only company that's allowed to sell it. Yes. Right. Speaking of the LCBO, there was a sign on the uh, cash register of the LCBO that said, we do not sell cannabis. That's correct. <sighs> Doug Ford, he struck that down. Right, but everybody knew that. Why? They still get people going in that store asking to buy cannabis? <laughs> Probably. I just wonder why the sign was there. Like, I know it got struck down. Didn't everybody else know? Yeah. And don't you think if the LCBO sold cannabis, you'd know it? <laughs> Shoppers Drug Mart got the green light to sell it. Uh, I read that yesterday. Online, right? 
I don't know. Well, to be honest with you, if they're using cannabis for some medical treatments, wouldn't a pharmacist literally the best person to be able to prescribe cannabis? So, well, a pharmacist doesn't prescribe anything. They just fill prescriptions. Well, it makes sure it doesn't interact with drug A or C. Yeah. Or you don't wind up on the floor of vegetable if you took the wrong drug combination. Well, when you were first talking about this, we really thought they were going to give it to the LCBO. <laughs> Yeah, we mentioned how ridiculous we thought that was. And then when we heard they were going to get the pharmacist, we thought that was a much better idea. And yes, you're right. Yeah. It's a drug. Right. Give it to a drug dispenser to deal with. Or, or you know, dispensaries, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think some wrong decisions were righted. Trudeau rushed it to market. And he wanted to keep that campaign promise. He did not have all the kinks worked out. They seem to be getting there, but honestly, you don't really read a whole lot anymore in the news about supply or even, you know, who's buying it or how much of them are buying it. Right. You, you read a lot more about how the stocks are tanking. Oh, yeah. I think the biggest one has lost 50% of its value over well, the last little while. That's and how it goes, though. The valuations on some of these cannabis stocks, even now, are insane. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't follow it that closely. I read a couple of write-ups of a guy was saying, you know, you realize that at this valuation, this company you have to be selling X amount of dollars of cannabis per day, per person. In Canada, it was just an astronomical amount. Of, you know, now some of those valuations are based on the assumption that they would get bought out by their cannabis companies. Um, sure. Other states in the U.S. would become cannabis friendly. So there's a lot of potential upside. But it's, but it's ultimately a lot of speculation. All stocks were speculation. Yeah. Did they think we were all just going to become giant potheads? It'll all even out in time. Yeah, they were saying that the uh, the majority of the police forces haven't purchased any of the uh, saliva kits either. Right. They're not really up to speed at all because there's so many holes with the testing. Did you know they passed a law that is either going through or already has went through? You go through a ride program or if a cop pulls you over, they can give you a breathalyzer whether they have suspicion or not that you've been drinking. Yeah, surprise, surprise, whatever. So you can literally have ride programs where you get pulled over and they make everybody blow. And that's what they're saying they're gonna start doing. In the past, for everybody who didn't know, the law enforcement needed to have a reason, right? A form of impairment, something you're doing wrong behind the wheel, somebody spotted something, you know, they had to have some sort of a, a reason. Now they can just make you blow, no matter what. To surprise you? The civil rights part of it really surprises me. Oh, civil rights went out within the 70s. I'm not against it, because I am not for drinking and driving. I understand the numbers are up. To me, it's just a real slippery slope. I mean, it's expected from, from my standpoint. Everything else in society has become fear-based and police state, and... Uh, so why wouldn't the loss of civil rights follow? It's part and parcel with the society we live in now. I mean, you know, where's the rights of Patrick Brown, right? When he was forced to step down from the conservative party, he got caught up in the Me Too movement. Someone accused him of something. And yes. Apparently it was completely false. Yeah, but he still ruined his career. But he still, his career's done. Yeah. So I thought he got reelected. He got re-elected as an MP in Brampton. Right. But he was running for the the Premier of Ontario. The individual rights are becoming sacrificed to a greater degree for the supposed benefit of the greater good, I guess. But 
But the last thing we need to do is give the government and police forces more power. Do you know what they're going to do with this? So anytime they pull you over for running a stop sign, um, making an illegal turn, any one of the really, really stupid things you do, they can make you blow into a breathalyzer. Well, so what? As long as, you know, if you haven't been drinking, and most of us haven't, so what is it? If I got 2000 in my pocket and they pulled two grand in my pocket, at least they can't take it like they can in the US. Yet. Yeah, aren't those breathalyzer kits like one-shot deals? Disposable? No, they would just have a disposable knob on them. Okay. Yeah, I don't think the whole kit would be disposable at this point. Well, a lot of people are worried about how it's going to settle with minorities. Well, absolutely. It's just a slippery slope to me, you know, what's next? Oh, no, we need no, to take no. your DNA every time we pull you over? No, but you know, this is what happens and then you get a reaction. So sometimes the pendulum swings the other way quite a ways. But it's always a, a balance that they're, they're striking and the police will always want to overstep your rights because it makes their jobs easier. Yeah. And the government is always in full support of that until the public decides not to vote for that government. If they lose your votes, they'll change it. Right. But as long as they still got your vote, they'll trample on their, your rights as much as they can because it makes jobs of the government and extensions of the government, such as the police force and the fire department, that makes their lives easier. Interesting times. When uh, a country becomes cash-strapped to extreme degrees, such as Canada, and they have very few options left. They can't really increase taxes because all the rich people leave. The onus is on the police force to generate their own income. What you get is quota systems. Right. So police have to write so many tickets. The more tickets they write, the more they can justify their jobs. Which I believe every police force in the world will always deny there's quotas. Isn't that the biggest joke? They say there really isn't, but you really know there is. It just becomes much more likely as a, a country and by extension, a state, province, municipality, town becomes more and more cash-strapped. Then the police forces um, start to go into survival mode, and that means you just get ticketed for a lot more things. I mean, maybe they just, you know, set up twice as many raids and put a breathalyzer in front of everybody's face. Well, look, I, I understand the reason they did it. Drinking and driving numbers are up. The millions upon millions and probably billions of dollars that have been spent fighting against it, numbers are still up. So they had Canada no, or York or... They are up everywhere. Was this the solution? What is the solution? Oh, I know the solution. Right off the bat. What's the solution? Every car you make from here on in, oh, right, put yeah, automatic yeah. breathalyzers in them. They won't start unless you blow into it. It's not yeah. the ultimate solution. People will still fall between the cracks, but if it's in the car for everybody to have, then therefore you're not targeting anybody. You know, you have to get those things like adjusted and set. Well, I had a friend who had one of them. Yeah. I knew a guy who had one from drinking and driving. Yeah. We had to drive like two hours away, I think. And have it calibrated. So really to get it calibrated yeah. every couple months. I don't know, I'm not really down for paying a couple thousand a year to have a working calibrated breathalyzer machine in my car before I use it. <laughs> Are you seriously thinking that that's the, a better solution? That's the only solution I can come up with. I'd rather police have the ability to just give anyone a breathalyzer on the spot. Would you? Sure. As long as I don't drink, it's not going to cost me anything. Except my time. I think there's going to be an awful lot of suspensions given out. <laughs> so it's going to generate an awful lot of fine money. Yeah. Because they're going to see that, right? We're not going to catch everybody drunk, but we're going to catch a lot of people in and around that 0.05 mark. Maybe. Even most policemen are actually 
quite conscientious and probably really don't want to hassle hundreds of people a day just making them line up for breathalyzers. I hope not, but the fact that they have the power... I mean, you know what, I suspect it's this happened because some defense lawyers used it probably successfully, no reasonable cause to give him a breathalyzer, therefore is he failed the breathalyzer, but you had no right to give it to him in the first place, therefore yada yada. Right. It's really a rich man's defense, though, because a poor man's defense is... I'm sorry, please don't throw the book at me. <laughs> well, well, you know, if a policeman pulls some guy over and then gives him a breathalyzer, it's easy to say, well, I just smelled alcohol in his breath, right? Or he was weaving. Even if he wasn't, you just make it up and say, okay, well, that's my reasonable cause for yeah. pulling him over, right? But if you got a good enough lawyer... Right, they'll pick that apart until you're contradicting your own statements. Yeah. You smelled his breath in the car, right? Okay, well, weren't his windows down because it was July? And didn't you have a cold at the time? So how could you smell his breath, you know? <laughs> we got a scientist here that says you can't smell breath within four feet. Yeah, yeah. like... Yeah, I get all that, I do. It makes the police's job a lot easier. You know, is it trampling civil rights? I guess, yeah, sure, it pushes in that direction. If I was a policeman, I would probably be very much for it in the hopes that, you know, if it got one or two more drunk drivers, if it prevented a kids from dying in an accident, you know, uh, it, like it's, it's the cost-benefit thing, right? Okay, so they don't need reasonable cause. Because of that, 15 less people will get run over this year by a drunk driver. Yeah. Where's the balance? I don't know, right? Well, it's a heartstring thing, right? You know, you see those drunk driving commercials where the candle gets blown out and so-and-so son, daughter, whatever it is, got hit by a drunk driver and then you start bringing in laws like this and people have a hard time fighting against it because they don't want to be that person. People die from drunk drivers. They do. Will that get more drunk drivers off the road? I don't know. Interesting. Well, we'll, we'll see. You know, time will tell. Uh, will it just create a backlog for a court system that'll never get through? <laughs> no, no. Well, I would say that the courts are already so backlogged. They are dismissing cases, serious cases. Just to make room. Uh, there's a certain amount of time you have to bring a case to court. And sure. If it goes past that time, the case is dismissed. And the court system in Ontario is so full that they're literally dismissing like rape cases and all kinds of stuff so people are basically getting away without going to court because they've waited too long for court cases perhaps this not needing reasonable cause helps get things through the courts more quickly hmm. I don't know Maybe. So it, it could be a move just to try to get cases sped up oh the bee thing we were talking about bees last time yeah. Oh, do we have updates on these? Well, it just so happens after the podcast, I was on Reddit and they mentioned that flifafafa is a chemical that is causing a lot of the bee deaths. Recently been confirmed. And that chemical is widely used in a certain brand of like a flea tick juice. Oh. It, it's it's like a topical application that you put on the animal's skin. But for animals, really. You put it on uh, dogs and cats, and it keeps the fleas and ticks off them, but one of the active ingredients in that, in some brands, is, uh, <laughs> is a big bee killer, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. And used also in 
plant insecticides and stuff like that. Yeah, well, they always said that pesticides and insecticides were an issue. That's definitely one of the big red flags. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, we just put one on our dog there a couple of days ago. Yeah. I don't know if that brand has the, the bee killing Probably. ingredient in it or not. Pick your battle, don't you? <laughs> I saw a company on Dragon's Day. Their pitch was they had a product. Um, it would get rid of lice, flea and tick. It would get rid of bed bugs, kill a whole range of things. And it was all natural. Everybody laughed at them because they were looking for something like a $5 million selling 5%. They had millions in sales. Millions. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. Well, people want the natural option. People don't like putting chemicals all around their animals and house and kids. And It's like the same stuff for knits, right? I remember when we put knit stuff on our daughter and I devastated. Like, it's, it's a horrendous chemical. But the natural stuff just doesn't really cut it, as far as I know. I haven't done a ton of research. Hair, hair lice. Hair lice, yeah. No, none of the natural ones done it. I've seen them tried some of them kids over the years it's only that really nasty one that actually works yeah but it's really nasty stuff yeah it works we're killing the bees ourselves are we like to think the bees are going to win that war but i don't well thanks for coming out for episode 50 everybody we appreciate you listening and we will see you next week i guess that was a short one eh that's okay Last short, time. short 50th all right there you short go. 50th nice and sweet good night everybody Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin.